Good morning, Chapel. How you guys doing? Hit your neighbor. Say, wake up. Video's over. Wake up. Video's over. Uh, my name is Anthony. Pastor asked me to explain a little bit of the chapel pathway and the, kind of the inside joke between our staff this week is he asked me to explain the pathway that he just explained to all of you. So I'm going to take some time this morning and expound on it just a little bit. Uh, you know, I think the biggest takeaway is, is 1,000 spirit-empowered disciple makers by the year 2030. Everybody say 1,000. For some of you, that's a little intimidating, but for me, I love a good challenge, and I'm excited about the challenge to be able to produce 1,000 spirit-empowered disciple-makers by the year 2030. You realize already that this is bigger than chapel, right, chapel? This is bigger than us in this room. It's even bigger than our community, the Shoals. This is about taking Jesus, like Pastor said, from the pews out to the streets, out into the community, and I'm excited to share a little bit about that, that about that today. Our, our ministry teams are going to share about how we're going to raise the standard. So how are we going to raise the standard on spiritual formation, the chapel pathway? That's one of my challenges over the next few years is how can we make this clear? How can we make this easy? How can we help you become one of those 1,000 spirit-empowered disciple makers in our community. Of course, you know, our vision, our, our focus here is awakening and empowering you to live in love like Jesus. That sounds really good, but how do we accomplish that? How do we walk that out? How do we live that out in the context of chapel and what he's called us to do in making disciples? And that's what I want to help explain to you today. We're going to talk about some ways we can move to that upper room some ways we can move from that lower room that Pastor Bobby talked about into that upper room. What are some of those stair steps? What are some of those steps we can take to move to the upper room? And I think for some of you, a very simple next step for you to take on the staircase is just connect with us next week. Chapel Connect is next week, and maybe you're new to chapel, and you, you're looking for a way to get connected to chapel next Sunday. Please visit us in the gathering room. Our pastoral staff will be there. Our administrative staff will be there. We want to meet you. We want to tell you about ways you can continue to get connected at chapel and encourage you to live out your faith here in chapel and in the community. So connect with us next week after both services, 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. in the gathering gathering room, meet us there. Maybe you've been coming to chapel for a while, but you're not connected and you want to get connected. Chapel Connect is your easy next step. Another thing real quick before we get into the pathway is community groups. Sunday, September the 11th, we're launching community groups. And, and for some of you, your next step is just to get connected in community here in this place. Some of you have been loners for the last couple years since, since the pandemic, and, and you've just been trying to do this on your own. Let me tell you, you are made for community, right, Chapel? You are made for community. Who you surround yourself with matters. I, I had a, a pastor tell me one time, and I've said this my entire ministry career, show me your friends and I will show you your future. Some of you, the easy next step you need to take is on September the 11th. Find a community group. Get connected in community. Don't do this on your own. Surround yourself with people that will encourage you in your faith. So community groups are launching September the 11th. Those will be live on our site uh, in the next couple of weeks. You can sign up online and meet your community group leader on September the 11th. Matthew 28, 18 through 20, and Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make what? Disciples. 
Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Go therefore and make what? Not a, not a church. Not a great worship album. I love you, Pastor Jason. You're doing a great job wherever you are. Not, not all these things that sometimes we fall into thinking what church is all about. It's about making disciples. And the pathway is how we can do that. The pathway is the way we can make disciples. So what does it look like now? Now it's, hey, I show up at chapel, but we want to get you to being an awakened and empowered disciple of Jesus. How, how do we make that happen? Right now, there's no clarity. There's no real easy steps on how we can make that happen. So let's try real quick and make it clear. Chapel 101, you heard Pastor share about it. This is about joining the, the chapel family. Kind of the, the legacy language is th- this is membership at chapel. If you want to call chapel home, we encourage you to launch in to chapel 101. You're going to hear about our purpose, our strategy, our story, and how you can be a part of the chapel family in chapel 101. Chapel 201 is becoming a champion. You're going to learn about our ministry philosophy here at chapel, why we do what we do. And in chapel 201, you're going to learn about the ministry teams. You're going to learn about your sweet spot and your place of service here at chapel and how you can make an impact within the four walls of this building for the kingdom. That is 201. In chapel 301, this is growing in discipleship. This is where we work on getting outside of the four walls of this building and into our community. We want you to grow in discipleship. You'll learn about how we implement discipleship groups here at chapel, how we grow in our discipleship. We'll learn how how to hear God's word, read God's word, hear him, speak to him in prayer, applying what we know and have heard in his word, and then learn about the importance of disciple making. And then 401 is living the spirit and power life. This is all about going out into all the world and making disciples. This is all about leaving this place and becoming not just a disciple, but a disciple maker. You'll hear about God's mission for your life, communicating God's story, how you can do that, how you can live on mission. There'll also be different empowerment courses like School of the Holy Spirit that you can go through during all of that. But this is the chapel pathway moving forward. It looks like this, chapel 101, 201, 301, 401. Chapel 101 is launching next month, September the 18th, will be our first chapel 101 course you can go through. We'll be having it on site during the second service time the 11 a.m. service time. Chapel 201 will be launching in October. We'll also have it on site. It'll be during second service. We'll give you more details as we get closer to October. Chapel 301 and 401 is going to be launching at the beginning of 2023, the first part of 2023. We're going to talk about how you and, and walk you through how you can become a disciple and not just disciple, but a disciple maker here at Chapel. So real quick, the pathway was a little ambiguous. Now, hopefully, we brought a little bit of clarity so that we can understand, okay, this is it. We want to help you move from becoming just an attender of chapel to a spirit-empowered disciple of Jesus. 101, 201, 301, 401. Those are the steps that we want to help you take to become a spirit-empowered disciple of Jesus. Now, real quick, 1,000 spirit-empowered disciples. Man, who? That's tough. How do we do it? If we just double every year, starting next year, right now we have between 50 and 30 discipleship groups that meet. 
in chapel, discipleship group leaders. If we just double every year, next year, 2023, we'll have 30. Next year, 2024, we'll have 60. 2025, we'll have 120. 2026, we'll have 240. 2027, we'll have 480. 2028, we'll have 960, if I did my math right. 2029, we'll have, let's just say, over 1,000. And in 2030, if we just double groups every year, oh, this is exciting. We'll have over 3,000 spirit-empowered disciple makers here at chapel. I don't know about you, but I'm excited about that and excited to be a part of it. It is a privilege, the privilege of my ministry life to partner with Pastor Bobby, the elders here, the staff, to grow a disciple-making movement here, not just at chapel, not just in the Shoals area, but all over the world. It is going to be amazing. Right now, I'm going to introduce to you someone that doesn't get to share a lot on stage, but she works so, so hard every single week and does a fantastic job leading our kids and chapel kids, and I cannot wait to hear her cast some vision for chapel kids this morning. You guys give Miss Madeline Lowry a big hand, all right? Come on, girl. Excuse me there. Um, good morning. My name is Madeline Lowry. Like Pastor Anthony said, I'm super excited to share with you all this morning. Um, like he said, I don't get to do this very often, but I'm super thankful for Pastor Bobby just making um, it aware to you the vision of the entire church, but also our specific ministries here. And so Chapel Kids is my heart. I love being with your kiddos. I love just getting to teach them the Word of God and getting to worship with them and pray with them. Um, it, nothing makes me happier than to be able to do that and to partner um, with our families here in order to make that happen. So you may be wondering why I brought a container and a jar of marbles up here with me today. And that is this, each marble represents each week in a child's life from the time they are born until they are leaving the fifth grade, which is the amount of time that we have with them in Chapel Kids. So if you are a parent and you started your jar of marbles from the time your child was born until wherever they are in life now, you would see that very quickly the weeks go by very fast. If you were to take a marble out every week, you'd be like, wow, this is crazy how fast time flies. And not to make the mamas in the room sad, but it's realistic that the time we have with our babies is precious. The time we have with our kiddos is important. And so our mission, our vision here at Chapel is to partner with parents and families um, in the journey of discipleship of their children, because we believe that um, children can be discipled. They don't have to wait until later in life to know who God is. Our vision um, is for kids to know, grow, go. Say that with me. Say no, grow, and go. That's our vision. So if you walk down the hallways of Chapel Kids, you'll see that on the walls. You'll see it on our T-shirts and the bracelets we wear because we want kids to know who God is. We want them to know that they can serve Jesus too, that they can read God's Word and understand God's Word, but also they can grow closer in relationship with Him as well. 
excuse me, as well. And so as your children are being dropped off, they're not just knowing God, but they are being encouraged and empowered to continue the learning of who God is at home and growing closer to them or to him through reading God's word, through opening up their Bibles, even if they can't read and asking mom and dad, mom, could you read this to me? Uh, Dad, could you pray with me tonight? And having those opportunities where discipleship, I believe, begins at home. And when you bring your child to church on Sunday, we are partnering with you on your journey of discipling your child so that no grow and they are able to go and share their faith with others. So that's our vision for Chapel Kids, is for your child to know, grow, and go. And we want to partner with you. We truly believe that you as the parents are the very, you're, God created you to disciple your children. He created you to train them up in the way that they should go. And our heart, all of our leadership in Chapel Kids is to partner with you in that. And so how we do that is when you bring your children to church on a Sunday morning, right now, they're not just being babysat, but they're being taught the Word of God. They're being taught how to live in love like Jesus. They're being taught how to pray, and they're getting to worship. And it's not just, like I said, it's not just babysit, but it's discipleship that you began at home, and we're encouraging here as well. And so through that, we've also been praying, Lord, what are there any other opportunities when we have your children to be able to, to empower them and let them grow closer to you? And as many of you know, we're launching our midweek services here in just a couple of weeks in September. And when you guys enter in to the prayer room, you can confidently know that when you drop your children off, um, we are going to be spending our Wednesday nights. We're calling them Chapel Kids Grow Nights. Say grow. Don't forget. Um, Chapel Kids will be having their grow night on Wednesday evenings at 630. And our goal for this, our prayer for this midweek service is not just that your children would know God's word and hear it, but that they would obey it and that they would understand it and they would walk it out and live it out. And so our purpose and our goal for Wednesday nights is that your children would have intentional prayer moments and worship moments, but they would also be able to break out in small groups with our small group leaders and read God's word and begin to ask questions, ask and try to understand so that they can be obedient in walking out God's word. Because I believe God speaks to children just like he does all of us. God made children. He has purpose for them. And we believe that God will use them right now. They don't have to wait to grow up. That God can use them right now. So um, something else that I'm very excited to share with you all is that over the past year or so, we have noticed that at Chapel, our goal is to be as inclusive as possible and to welcome everyone, including all children. But our spaces did not provide the comfort and just everything that all of our children needed. And what I'm getting at is that we have been working on our special needs ministry within Chapel Kids. 
and we have been able to open up a room that we have called the sensory room, and we have already seen God move in some incredible ways through just opening up another classroom. We have seen children who weren't able to make it all the way through service. Parents were having to come get them because they were overstimulated and they were missing out on hearing God's word and worshiping with their friends because they weren't comfortable in the space that we had. And so we have opened that classroom up and now we're seeing children stay the entire time. We're seeing them worship God in their own environment that's comfortable for them, comfortable for them, and they're also still being taught God's word. And I can't tell you how many moms have already said thank you so much, but we have seen it. We've seen these children literally run to their classroom because they're so excited about it. So we are continuing to grow in that. If you have a heart for special needs, I would just encourage you to reach out to us. We want to just continue growing and making our special needs ministry all that it can be for all of our children. So um, I know that I'm wrapping up here, but behind me, I believe, yes, there's wonderful Aisa and some information for you. Obviously, we have our Sunday mornings and our Wednesday nights, but you can also follow us on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, We post some information and content for you all, for parents to stay in the know with what's going on in Chapel Kids. But we also have some other resources for you. Like I said, our goal is partnering with you. And so some of you may be overwhelmed by the thought of discipling your children. And what do I do and what does that look like? And so we want to give you as many resources as we can. When we post on Instagram, it's reminders of, hey, this is what we talked about on Sunday. Hey, just a reminder, this is our memory verse for the month. But we also pass out at the beginning of every month, your, when you go to pick your child up, you will receive a half sheet of paper. Rather than throwing it away, I encourage you to really read what's on there because it's sharing you our themes for the month, our memory verses, what we're talking about. It's breaking down each week our Bible story, our bottom line for you to be able to go home and continue the conversation with your children. To say, hey, on Sunday you guys talked about Adam and Eve. Do you remember that? Can you tell me a little bit more about it? What was your bottom line? What's your memory verse? And being able to, like I said, continue that conversation at home. We also, for our elementary students, provide a full sheet of paper every Sunday that is front and back, and we call that a God time card. Say God time card. It is specifically meant for your child to spend time with God. There's four days of devotional um, devotionals for them. Um, there's scripture for them to read. There's an application part for them to be able to apply what they just read, and then a prayer for them to pray as well. And we're also working through some other resource, resources for you all. But um, I just encourage you, as we are partnering with families, partner with us, whether that's through prayer. Pray for the kiddos you see. As you see families entering in on a Sunday morning, encourage them, uplift them, pray for them. Just speak life over them. It takes all of us partnering together to see a generation being raised up and trained in the way that they should go, teaching them God's word. And if any of this has spoken to you today and you're like, I really want to be a part of what God's doing in Chapel Kids, I encourage you to text the word 
Chapel Kid, no S, they would not let us fit the letter S on there. So Chapel Kid all together to 256-670-2860, and that will help, uh, that you will receive a link to a form. It's not lengthy, it's just enough information for me to be able to contact you and reach out to you and get you connected with Chapel Kids. But I am super thankful to be able to share with you all this morning. The time with your child matters. Pray over your kiddos. Spend time with them, teaching them the word of God, and train them up in the way they should go. Thank you guys so much. And next you'll be hearing from Pastor Tristan. So go ahead and give it up for Pastor Tristan. Well, good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing? Good, good, good. It's early this morning. We've been hanging out with some of your kiddos over in 678 already this morning, and we're having a great morning. But hey, I'm so excited to talk to you guys about Chapel Youth and just all the things that are going on in the Chapel Youth world, because there's a lot of new things happening, but also some things shifting because culture is shifting. So we have to adapt with that as well. Now, one thing as a youth pastor that I've learned over the last two years of my life is if I had a dollar every time someone told me, just buy pizza and your youth kids will show up, I would be rich. Like, Ashley, we would never have to work another day in our life because that's just how youth group used to be. And the point, the reality of it is, is that youth group just isn't that way anymore. They can go get pizza at school. They can go get pizza down the road at Pie Factory. They can go get pizza anywhere they want to go get it. They can play ping pong in the locker room. They can do all those things that youth group used to do and used to provide, but that is no longer the case. So culture has shifted and we have to shift with it, and we have to figure out how, and I've been doing a lot of research on this, but our vision in Chapel Youth is exactly the way our church lines up, and that is to awaken and empower each and every student that walks through our building to live and love like Jesus. For each and every student, no matter what they look like, no matter where they come from, to empower them and to awaken them to live and love like Jesus, but how? The question is how Do we get there? How do we get them to live and love like Jesus? And how do we get all of our students to do that and make this place a safe space? So, like I said, I've been doing a lot of research, and I'm going to read you some of it. Um, But according to Barna, many parents and churches, church leaders, wonder how to most effectively cultivate durable faith in the lives of young people. A five-year project headed by Barna Group President David Kinneman explores the opportunities and challenges of faith development among teens and and young adults with a rapidly shifting culture. The findings of this research is actually in a book called uh, You Lost Me, Why, Why Young Christians Are Leaving Church and Rethinking Faith. So this actually shook me a couple weeks ago whenever I read this, and I hope that it shakes you as well because as a youth pastor, I'm not okay with what I'm about to tell you guys because we have to figure out how to keep these kids in church and grounded on God's word and staying firm. But check this out. This study focused on those who were regular churchgoers during their teen years and explored their reasons for disconnecting from the church at age 15. Who has a 15-year-old in here? Who has a 16-year-old in here? Who has a 14-year-old in here? So we have to figure out, we're coming up to that age 15 or we're at the age of 15. How do we keep these kids in church and going away? And one point that I pulled out from this research was they wrestle with the exclusive nature of Christianity. Younger Christians have been shaped by a culture that esteems open-mindedness, 
tolerance, and acceptance. Today's youth are also the most eclectic generation in American history in terms of race, ethnicity, sexuality, religion, technological tools, and sources of authority. Most want to find areas of common ground with each other, and sometimes even if that means glossing over real differences. Three out of 10 Christians, which is 29%, said churches are afraid of the beliefs of their faiths. And in identical proportion, they felt they are forced to choose between my faith and my friends. And one-fifth of young adults with a Christian background said church is like a country club and only for insiders. Church is like a country club and only for insiders. I'm going to say that again. Church is like a country club and only for insiders. Who's ever felt that way before? Anybody ever walked through a church building and you just felt like, this isn't for me? This isn't for me. And what's happening, I've been a youth pastor for two years, but I've also been in youth ministry for much longer than two years, for about seven years, six, six, seven years. What I've noticed is youth groups begin to click up and they begin to form their own cliques. And nothing's wrong with that, but we have to figure out how can we open these cliques up to every single person that walks through our doors. Because what happens is a student who doesn't look like the clique or the people who are already formed doesn't get involved or doesn't get to be pulled in with that group and they're afraid of church and they never want to show back up because of for that church hurt reason. So we have to figure out how do we solve this problem? And I, and I first of all, I forgot to do this. Pastor Bobby, I love you. Pastoya, love you too. And I'm very grateful to be under your leadership. Um, but one thing that we're doing is we're doing two different things at Chapel Youth. And that is, number one, you've probably heard about it, Movement Night. So Movement Night actually birthed out of, back in December, I was um, doing, I just was reading the Bible quite a bit, and I was thinking, like, what do we call, like, what are we going to stand on this year? And so what I came to the realization is if you look throughout the whole Bible, every movement that starts in the Bible always started with young people. It always starts with young people. If you take a look, it's always young people. And so what I thought was like, we are in a moment and every moment will end up deciding what that movement looks like. But it's what you do in the moment that will define the whole entire movement. And I think our, I think our students are in a moment that will, that, will, that will change history potentially forever if they lean in to this. So there's two things that we're doing. That's where Movement Night comes from. Movement Night is our third Wednesday of the month. Every third Wednesday, we're gonna bring in food. I know I just said pizza doesn't always get them there, but we're gonna bring in food on the third Wednesdays and we're gonna feed the kids and we're gonna hang out and it's gonna be community-based. It's gonna be for the unchurched. Like we're gonna say, hey, we're gonna blow this thing up. We're gonna, not literally. Uh, wow. Uh, but we're gonna have a lot of fun. We're going to bring people in to have a real encounter so that the students can have a real encounter with Jesus on that night. And then we need something for our home, for our home crowd. We need a way to disciple these kids. We can't just be a church of just the unchurched, but we gotta figure out how do we disciple our home crowd. And so what we're doing is whenever you hear the word youth night, which you've always heard, is youth night is actually going to be our discipleship night. That's where we're gonna get the kids in small groups. That's where we're gonna get into some curriculum base where the kids can learn and go deeper in their faith. So we have movement nights and we have youth nights. And so that's what's taking place 
on Wednesdays. Now, one of my favorite things is 678 that we launched last Sunday. And if you have a 6th, 7th, or 8th grader and they're not over in the youth building on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m., let me encourage you, get them over there because we're having a great time. They're building relationships with one another. Last week, we had three girls show up. They were shy as ever, and they're back this week, and they're all hanging out with one another. They love each other, and it's been a great thing so far for two weeks. But six, seven, eight was something that I was introduced to whenever I was at another church a couple of years ago. And I originally was like, this is not for me. I don't think that, I think that all of our kids should be in the building together as one church and unified together. But also at the same time, I understand that our sixth, seventh, and eighth graders, things are flying over their heads so fast and they don't catch anything. So we had to figure out a way. How are we going to keep these kids engaged? How are we going to get them to take something home with them that is practical and that they can actually grow as well? And so what we landed on was in the, uh, in the Great Commission in Matthew chapter 28, Um, basically what Jesus is saying right there is to go, obey, and live. So just like no grow and go, we're capping off just with them and saying, hey, we're gonna immediately as they walk through our doors, we're charging them with the word go. Hey, go and make disciples. And then we have to figure out how are we going to get these kids to learn what God's saying? So we're going to teach them to obey God's word over the next few years of their lives in six, seven, eight. And then whenever they get out of six, seven, eight and ultimately chapel youth, they know how to live it out and stand firm on God's word. And so that's what I'm very, very excited about. We send things home like daily devotionals. So if you have a sixth, seventh, and eighth grader, we send things home like daily devotionals. They get to go home and read a daily devotional each and every day, each and every morning, each and every night, whatever it looks like. And it's just like those God time cards that Madeline was talking about. So you guys want to make sure you get them over in the room because six, seven, eight matters. Our junior high students matter. We have to make sure they know they are valued and they are loved because shift, the culture shifting. The, shul- the culture is shifting and we gotta make sure these kids know they're loved and they're welcomed and they have value in this world. They have value. And then this last thing that, I'm, that we started this past year, we've started a lot of things while I've been here, but it's all been great things. And this is for your high school students. So in the summers, we're starting this thing this past summer called High School Summer Internship. And I'm actually scanning the room to see if we had anybody in here. We had nine high school summer interns this past summer with us. And we went Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. And what took place was they came in here, they read the Bible, we did small group time for like two hours. We dove into God's word. And I believe each and every one of those students grew closer to Jesus during that time. And then we did things like staff meetings. We went over to the Dream Center and served. So let me encourage you, if you have a high school student, make sure they get to be a part of this high school summer internship because it will ultimately change their high school years for the better. I'm super excited for what God's doing over in Chapel Youth. And just like Madeline was saying, partner with us. Like we are partnering with you. We are, we are asking you guys to partner with us. Whatever that looks like for you guys praying for us, we will use all the prayer that you guys will lift up for us. So we thank you so much. And now I'm gonna turn it over to Pastor Jason for some young adults. And he's doing such a great job. So we guys clap your hands as he makes his way to the stage. Amen for awkward transitions. Reach for the mic and you pulled it away from me. What's up with that? Well, good morning, church. Y'all still with us today? We good? 
Well, like Pastor Tristan said, my name is Pastor Jason. Uh, You guys probably see me up here uh, just about every week leading worship in some capacity. Uh, I'm the worship pastor here, but I also have the privilege and the honor of being our young adults pastor here at chapel as well. And that is uh, an area of ministry that I am super passionate about. Um, super excited for this fall kicking off. We've got some awesome things um, in store for our young adult ministry. And, and one of the reasons that I'm so passionate about this area of ministry specifically, um, you heard Pastor Tristan read off some statistics regarding uh, youth and teenagers and that kind of thing. Um, but statistics also show us that nearly 70% of high school students fall away from church once they move off to college. Um, 70%, that's, that's quite a few. Um, and I believe that there's many different factors that play into this. There's not one reason, one size fits all type of thing. There's many different factors. For some, you know, it's because they've moved off to an unfamiliar place. They're surrounded by unfamiliar people. And that can just be a very intimidating situation. Uh, if you're not just super extroverted, you know, walking into a, a brand new church, in a new town, that, I mean, that can be very intimidating. Um, for others, it's because they've spent the previous, you know, six years or more, you know, seventh through twelfth grade, sixth, sixth grade through twelfth grade. Um, they've spent the last six or seven years engaged with their youth group, but you know, after they graduate high school, it may seem like there's no next step for them. There's not a, a natural progression uh, and a place for them to connect, and, and also. You know, for others, it may just be that, you know, for the first 18 years or so of their life, um, that maybe they piggybacked off of their parents' faith, you know, never really had to develop any spiritual roots of their own. And uh, this actually was the category that I fell into as a freshman in college. I had grown up in church. I I led worship in my youth group. I was, you know, by all accounts, a a pretty good kid, pretty solid kid. But when I moved away for college, you know, for the first time in my life, my spiritual growth was up to me. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, I I dragged my feet finding a church home when I I got here to Florence. Uh, Eventually kind of fell in with with the wrong crowd. Not not a bad crowd, not bad people, but just the wrong crowd. Um, And I believe that had I gotten connected with the right group of people, people who were pursuing Jesus and growing in their relationship with him, um, it would have saved me years of poor decision-making and some, you know, just a lot of, a lot of poor decisions that I made during that time. Um, and we have to understand, church, there's more than one way to do college. I know, uh, you know, movies and culture tries to tell us that it's all, you know, fraternity parties and this and that and and lots of alcohol and all that kind of stuff. And and that stuff is out there, but there's more than one way to do college. And and so we want to be uh, providing a life-giving environment for our college students, our young adults, to be developing their relationship with Jesus, to be growing in that relationship with him, and just a life-giving environment for them to be doing that together. And uh, so that's why, as the young adults pastor here at Chapel, I believe that, that the Lord has given me two specific areas to focus on, and that's connection and discipleship. And connection, because it matters who you surround yourself with. It matters who you choose to do life with. 
Um, and like I said, our goal is to create a life-giving environment for young adults uh, of all ages, all stages of life to connect with each other. Um, you all know that the Shoals is home to both UNA and Northwest Shoals. Uh, so every year we're getting a fresh group of 18 to 22-year-olds coming into this community who are hungry for connection, who are looking for people to do life with, to connect with. I'm super excited about this coming year specifically because our young adult ministry is now an official uh, registered student organization on campus at UNA, which is exciting. That means that we get to actually be on campus, be part of campus events, uh, have services on campus, which is going to be a great way to connect uh, to the campus of UNA specifically. But at the same time, I also don't want this young adult ministry to feel just like a college group. That's why we don't call it chapel college ministry or anything like that. It's chapel young adults because that title of young adults encompasses a huge group of people, lots of different phases of life. So whether you are a college student or maybe, you know, you went, you graduated high school and went straight into the workforce or you're just a young single person or a young married couple or young parents, there's so many different phases of life that are wrapped up in that young adult title. So we want to, we believe that there's a place for everybody. Everybody has something to bring to the table. There's benefits of all of those groups coming together, connecting with each other. There's things that we can learn from each other. And so we're trying to create an environment where all of those phases of life can come together and connect. And our best opportunity for connection is going to come on the first Tuesday night of each month, like it says on the screen, first Tuesday night at 6.30, we're going to be gathering together for a time of worship, a time of the word being preached, and a time of just hanging out, community building, and, and connecting with each other. I'm super excited about our first uh, service in September coming up next month. That's going to be on September the 6th because we're meeting on campus at UNA at the Stone Lodge. So if you're familiar with campus um, we're going to be in the Stone Lodge at UNA's campus at 6.30. I'm super excited about that. So that's our main point of connection, those Tuesday night services, the first Tuesday of the month. But also, like I mentioned, uh, it doesn't just end with connection. Discipleship is another core value of mine and of uh, Pastor Bobby's and of this church as a whole. So that's something that we want to re be reflected in our young adult ministry as well. Once we've gotten young adults connected, the goal is to push them towards discipleship. Making friends and having a group to do life with is awesome, that's great, but that is not the ultimate win. That should not be the finish line. Because you guys know the Great Commission does not say to go into all the world and make lots of friends, right? What does it say? It says to go into all the earth and make disciples, so the ultimate win is for these groups that we've hopefully gotten connected, these groups that are now doing life together, to be growing in their relationship with Jesus together, to be encouraging one another, to be reading their word, to be obedient to him and to his word. And our best opportunity for discipleship is going to be on our Sunday night Bible studies. So we're going to be launching, actually tonight is our first one, on the first and third Sunday nights of each month at my house, mine and my wife Reagan's house, we're going to be doing some Bible studies at 6.30 p.m. And these are going to be more laid back, more discussion-based uh, groups, time for people to come in and just talk about the Word. We're going to be reading through different parts of Scripture together right now. We're, we're starting in the book of Philippians, so we're tonight going to be just dissecting the first chapter of Philippians. And it's going to be, like I said, a time where people can come in, 
and just dig in deep together. Everybody, it's a safe place. Uh, we want, like I said, it to be discussion-based. It's not one person preaching necessarily. Um, we want it to be very engaging and, and involved for everyone who's there. Um, we want it to be, you know, a place where we can come and discuss the word and its implications for our lives, um, how we can, you know, how it applies to our lives, how we can not only read the word, but also be obedient to the word and apply it in our daily lives. Because we don't want to just be a ministry that only goes wide, but one that also goes deep as well. So if you are a young adult here at chapel and you feel that maybe you've been missing uh, that sense of connection or, or maybe even that, you know, you want to go a little bit deeper in your relationship with Jesus and you want a group of people that are going to help you do that and encourage you in that, um, we would love to meet you and get you plugged in. Um, you can text the, the word chapel YA to the number on the screen there so that we can get your information. It'll give you a little bit more information about our ministry um, and it's just going to be a great way for us to get connected with you. Also, if Maybe you're a little bit older out there. You don't feel like you're in that young adult uh, group. That's totally fine. But maybe you are, are passionate about this group, this age group. Maybe, you know, you were like me and you had a similar experience where college was the place where you really developed your own spiritual roots and you want to help uh, this next group of students, these next group of college students do the same. We would love for you to come alongside us. Um, I've got a great team that helps me out, but we would, we would love to... Uh, get you connected and, and see about how you can invest and pour into these uh, college students and these other young adults as well. And also, if, if maybe that's not for you, I would just ask you to join us in prayer. would ask you to pray for our campus, um, both campuses, both UNA and Northwest Shoals. I love UNA's campus. I worked, went to school at UNA. I worked at UNA, and it's an awesome place. But there's so many influences competing for these students and their attention. And it's not a matter of if these young adults are going to be discipled. It's just a matter of by whom and by what. So we want to be having them discipled by the word and by um, a life-giving community. So just pray for the campus. Pray for these students. Pray that revival would break out on these campuses and in the lives of, of all of our young adults. So like I said, if you are interested at all in getting connected in any capacity, please uh, text that number or text that word to that number and we would love to reach out to you and get you connected. So thank you for uh, listening to me ramble for a minute. I'm um, going to turn it back over to Pastor Brian. So if you would uh, make some noise for Pastor Brian. He makes lots of noise for us. So Give me that microphone. Praise God. Man, I'll tell you, there's a, there's a lot of information today. And, but listen, I, I know we, we really highlighted a lot of the generational ministries. And we talked about getting connected. Pastor Anthony talked about how you can get connect uh, here at chapel and getting involved. Uh, but we highlighted generational ministries for a purpose. And that is this, how many know that this generation needs Jesus? I said, how many know this generation needs the influence of the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ? And so we highlight those ministries because we want you to know what we're doing here at chapel, but what we can do together. It's not just about what this team is doing. We have great leadership. We have great pastors that are on staff here. But here our job is as pastors is to equip you to do the work of the ministry. That's my job. 
Yes, I got, I have, listen, I am honored to be able to serve here, but I serve alongside you. We get to do this together. That's why we're called the chapel family. And we want to, we want to come alongside you. That's why Madeline said up at the beginning of her, her, her part of sharing was that we get to partner with you and your family in pouring into your kids. Discipleship starts in the home, not in this room. Discipleship starts in your house. Because you have to, you're actually living with your, your kids and with your, your family members. And you want to be iron sharpening iron in your home to grow together, have Bible study in your home. But what we get to do as a church is come alongside you and to encourage you to continue to do that good work. Amen. So that's our job. Let me just read this patches of scripture with you. And then we're going to dismiss because I know you have had a lot of information today. Uh, But in 1 Peter 4, verses 10 and 11, it says this. As each has received a gift, because each of us in this room have received a gift and a talent from the Lord. Use it, it says, to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God Whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. You see, church, the whole idea of ministry, yes, is to make disciples, but every bit of it is to bring glory to God. Every bit of it. And so... In order for us to bring glory to God, this scripture is telling us, use the gift and the talents inside of you to serve one another. It's not about just coming and serving this church. It's about serving the Lord. You do everything as unto the Lord, right? So we come alongside each other. We want to see God get the glory. We want to see God get all the glory that's due his name. And so what I get to do is I get to serve. I get to serve this house. I get to serve the vision of this house. I get to serve you. And I'm honored to do that. And guess what? You get to do the same. And so the way that you can do that is by what Pastor Anthony mentioned next week is Chapel Connect. After each service next week, we want to connect with you. And you get to find out. Maybe you've been attending chapel for many, many years. And you're like, man, I've just found myself after COVID, after 2020, I've kind of disconnected. I don't want I want to get reconnected. I want to get reconnected with the vision of the house and let's make a difference in our community. Let's share the gospel of Jesus. That's the way you can do it next week. You can meet with us because we want to try to put in your hands opportunities so that you can serve to bring glory to God. Amen. How many believe that today?